Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Anybody dealing with people-pleasing, I don't have to convince you anymore of what this wall is. It's a big deal. The truth is Jesus has freedom for you. Jesus made you. You're not here to please people. You are here to please your heavenly father. And what does God want you to do? He wants you taking simple steps of obedience. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the great commission with love. A big shout out to Go For Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained, and Life-Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinapereira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me today. She is an author, speaker, TV show host who uses media as an outlet to reach the nations for Christ. And she is the author of Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back. Please welcome to the podcast, Chrissy Nelson. Hello, hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with me today. Yes, absolutely. My pleasure. I'm really excited and I have great anticipation for what God wants to do and how he wants to use this broadcast today. I love that. You know, it's always a surprise to me what he's going to weave together in this conversation. I love it. You know, we just prayed that this would truly be an encounter with Jesus. And that's always my heart, always our prayer, right? That wherever we are, whatever we're doing, somebody's encountering the King. Yes. Yeah. Jesus is truly, he's it. He's everything. He is all that we need (laughs) and he's always available. So whatever we need, we find in him and he's always right there. (laughs) I love it so much. You know, he said to me one time, you and me in any room is always a majority. I was like, wow. Wow. Man. Yeah, that's good. We could sit and rest in that all day. I know, right? (laughs) I like to come back to that. I come back to that one a lot because I think sometimes we get into life and we get into ministry and we get into doing whatever and we're like, oh gosh, Lord. 
Am I enough? And that brings me right back to your book. So I have loved reading through Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back. In it, you tackled lies and walls that help box in women and what they believe they're called to do, what they're capable of doing. And I felt like this was such an important book. I've told our listeners so much about you. Is there something that you can share with them, maybe something personal just to help get to know you? Yeah, you know, I'm a mom and I love Jesus with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And I encountered him when I was 15 years old, where the father wrapped me in his arms mm-hmm. and he told me who I was. And he held me the entire evening. And I was at a place of desperation. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my value or my worth, but I knew God was real. I hoped he was. And I was at this crossroad of there was a question mark and I needed God to show me himself. He needed to prove himself to me. I needed to know once and for all, God, if you're real, then I need to hear from you. And his response was he wrapped his arms around me and he spoke into my ear. He whispered into my ear who I was. I was completely immovable. I had to be carried from one point to another to be put in bed so that I could go to sleep. And that whole night, it was like he just was downloading my identity, my worth, my value. And I woke up the next morning, put my feet on the ground and lifted my face to the heavens and said, good morning, Lord. And from that day on, Jesus, I have felt him and known him as my friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's always by my side. He never leaves me or forsakes me. That has become my reality, thankfully, to pull me through the phases in life and the walls that I face and the mindsets. We still go through so much, but man, God is real. God is good. He is big and he loves us so much. And so that's who I am. That's more about me right there. (laughs) Mm, I love that so much. And I love how tenderhearted and kind he is. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I've had those moments too, and he's so affectionate with how he loves. And it just shatters those those walls in our hearts. And it helps shatter those wrong beliefs that we've had. You know, your book, Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back, it focuses so much on your identity. And I got to say, I've talked to a lot of people. I've experienced a lot of things with God. But I haven't met one person who hasn't struggled with their identity and who they are in Christ. And it's just such an important thing. It's just such an important place where we really need to get God's input. You know, and your book kind of goes through these lies and these places that we've believed. And it kind of helps break down who God then sees us as. Mm -hmm. And as I was reading through your chapters, like, Honestly, there wasn't one that I don't think I've struggled with or one that I don't think I've faced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. Absolutely. It was, it was not a contest. I was happy to win. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, I feel the same way. But, uh, you know, that's why I put that out there. I'm on the journey yeah. with everybody who would read. And I'm still on that journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's so interesting, and I tell people this all the time, we're on this upward, stumbling journey of being transformed into the image of Christ. And the gospel just isn't something that we hear once. It's something that we hear every day because the gospel of grace is such an antithesis to this mm-hmm. world that we live in. You mm-hmm. know, this this world says, perform and I'll love you. You know, right. 
earn money, earn this amount of money, and you'll be worth something. You'll be valuable. But God's kingdom and God's ways are so opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, essentially our entire existence on this earth, right, which is just for a time because we have eternity with Jesus to look forward to. So on this earth, we are constantly moving toward figuring out who we are. And there's mm -hmm. two narratives that are at war to tell us and give us that identity. And it's what God says about us. And it's what the enemy wants to say about us. And the enemy wants to make sure that we don't subscribe to truth and to what God is saying about who we are. So that's why everybody struggles with it. Because, you know, that's our flesh and our spirit on this journey. And it's Jesus becoming more and more and more inside of us and growing in us. And like the Bible says, we abide in him and he abides in us. And then our lives bear much fruit. You know, we are constantly discovering who we are in him. And the enemy is constantly trying to plant these lies and these counters to truth and to what God says. So that's the journey for us all. And that's why I wrote this book and divided the chapters up the way I did with these statements that we buy into, these lies that become mindsets that then hinder us from truth. What does God say about us? But what does God say about this statement, this lie that we're believing, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we touched on it, the very first part of your book that I was talking about earlier, the lie of not being enough. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow. And you said something in there that I found really interesting. You said shame over our humanity. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have struggled with that so much. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. As I was journeying the scripture about the woman at the well, and that's who I talk about, the Bible character I reference in this particular chapter, the Lord showed me that it was shame she was dealing with. And I went, oh, that's interesting. It's not directly referenced in that passage in the book of Luke, I believe it is, where we read about the woman. Well, it's in John, woman at the well. And so as I just pressed into the, you know, just shame and what it is and that feeling and that mindset of I'm not enough. Now, let me just say before I even go further, there is truth to that. There is truth to the fact, the reality that I am not enough. <laughs> Truly, in my own <clears throat> humanity, I am not enough. But hey, don't leave the broadcast because this is God's design. God did not design us to be fully sufficient. What would that turn into? If I'm enough in and of myself, why would I need Jesus, mm -hmm. right? right? Why would I need him? I wouldn't. And then we would be self-dependent in individuals and not God-dependent. So mm -hmm. that feeling of not being enough, there's truth to it. So what the enemy tries to do is turn it into a negative. But we need to reframe that, turn that on its head and let it be the positive that it was always intended to be. And that's where I try to live. And I have to constantly every day or every other day frequently be reminding myself where I'll go, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not enough. Oh, wait, wait, Chrissy. You know, I throw up my hands and I say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm not enough because today I'm reminded once again how much I need you. I need you, Jesus. I need you. God designed us in our humanity. There is a sense of lack. There is that sense of that something's missing. And that's because it's Jesus. 
Jesus is missing from our lives before we turn our lives over to him and we're born again. So we can let go of the negative connotation that I'm not enough kind of mindset statement that hits our lives brings. And we don't have to allow it to bring shame or condemnation in our limits and where we lack, right? Mm -hmm. It is not meant to bring shame. It's meant to bring joy as it's a reminder of our need for Jesus. Because what does it say about when we are full of Christ? You know, Jesus tells us with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Paul said, I've learned something. I love the way the apostles talk in the epistles and the New Testament. You know, they Mm -hmm. say things like, I've learned this or I'm convinced they're on it. That expresses the journey that they're also on and the process that they're in, in discovering who God is, who Jesus is, this beautiful gospel that we have and who they are in him. But he said, I've learned something that I will now boast. This is in first Corinthians all the more gladly in my weakness, right? Mm -hmm. Because Jesus had told him, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul, because my power is made perfect in your weakness, a.k.a. that sensation of I'm not enough. His power, it's an opening, it's a vacancy, it's an opportunity for the power and the presence of Jesus to become full and perfected inside of us, right? Mm -hmm. So immediately that wall of shame can fall to the ground. And I've said that in there, shame over our own humanity, that Mm -hmm. I would have limits, that I would lack, that I would have you know, the limitations of my flesh, that there are things I can't do and can't become. But with God, all things are possible. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. And that shame falls away. It melts away. Uh, That wall is dismantled and we keep moving forward in who Mm -hmm. God says we are. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, I was just sitting here remembering back to my journey with this wall, as you call it, this lie, this whatever mountain you want to call it. And the Lord, he's so gracious and so kind. You know, he would often remind me, I remember your frame. I know your butt dust. Mm. And he doesn't regret what we are. He made us. He loves us. He thinks he did a great job in creating us, even with our limit, our human limitations. He doesn't despise them. No, he designed them. Mm -hmm. He did that. He's responsible. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And he calls it perfect. He says, you know, he knit us together in our mother's womb. Mm -hmm. He created us. He designed us. We are not meant to have fullness in ourselves on this earth. That's when we're in heaven and in glory. Then we're perfect. Then we're whole. Right. Mm -hmm. But this earth, our time here is spent with us embracing the design of God, coming into that place where we can. Right. It's a process. Mm -hmm. I'm on it. But we get to that place where we embrace God's perfect design, his sovereignty in designing us this way. And we go, what's the answer then? What's the solution to the fact that in my humanity lack and have limits? The answer is right there in the scripture. In our weakness, his power is made perfect. He designed us to have room for him. That's what it boils down to. I woke up the other morning in the middle of the night and just to the Lord saying, make room, make room. And it was that evening I was going to be speaking and preaching out of this very chapter and this very passage of scripture. And I was noticing the part where Paul then goes on in 1 Corinthians and he says, 
furthermore, you know, so not only did he say, I will boast in my weakness, he then went on to say, furthermore, I will rejoice mm-hmm. in persecution, in hard times, right? All the things that we want to avoid. Paul's mm-hmm. saying, not only am I going to boast in my weakness, I'm going to rejoice when more opportunities to basically chip away at my confidence come <laughs> because I've learned that Christ's power can be made perfect in me. And I went, wow, Lord, I realized in him saying, make room for me, that those oppositions actually are opportunities. They facilitate the process of even more room being made for God, even more room, right? So where we would want to run from the trials and the hard times, God's saying, honestly, we could almost go bring it on because it's a part of life. And because all it's going to do is make even more room for Jesus in me. Mm, I love that so much. You know, it's it's so funny. I was just sitting here thinking we're recording this right at the top of the year. And uh, I like to go back and I like to get God's perspective on my previous year on 2022. I don't know about you, but 2022 was really hard for me. There was a lot of yep. making room. Man. Yep. <laughs> I just came out of that. Uh-huh. I was just sitting here thinking you're like, bring it on. I'm like, can I get a break? Then bring it on. <laughs> Yeah. And that's it. When I preached that, I'll just go even deeper in full transparency here. I was on the heels of earlier in 2022 last year. So you say about it being a hard year. It was the hardest year of my entire life. Um, And yeah, well, God is good. (laughs) And I'm on the other side, fully healed. The blood of Jesus redeeming all that the enemy meant to steal, kill and destroy. And as I shared that message, it was in the fall. It was actually as this book, Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back, was launching. And God used that moment as a catalyst for further healing, where in the moment as I was speaking this, he was showing me deeper depths of his heart for the hard times and the persecution and the trials and the things that we go through, because it does make room. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, what? deny yourself, take Mm -hmm. up your cross, follow me. It's that dying daily. Mm -hmm. To me, I see that as Paul's words. He said, I'm just going to read it because I just feel it. And even if it's just for you and me, Christina, (laughs) I know it's for other people, but I just feel like lasering in on this. But it's 2 Corinthians 12. Jesus said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. That's red letters. Those are Jesus's words to Paul. And then Paul's response is, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, a.k.a. the feeling of not being enough, Mm -hmm. our limitations where we lack, right? Mm -hmm. So that, right, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Because when we start to embrace those areas of weakness and lack where we say we're not enough, it opens the door for Jesus to come and we stop guarding that place that makes room and we open wide the gate so that Jesus comes flooding in with his power, his strength, his presence, right? Mm -hmm. So that Christ's power may rest on me. And then in verse 10, he said, that is why, for Christ's sake. Think about that. For Jesus' sake, Mm -hmm. for him, I delight. (laughs) Who delights? Okay. I delight (laughs) in weaknesses, in 
insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. He found the key, right? The catalyst for the power and the presence of Jesus to be just flowing in and through him. And it was through weaknesses. It was through hard times, persecutions, hardships. Come on. Uh, you I know? love it. So we can it. say, bring it on. Because greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jesus has this beautiful way of embracing us right where we are. And mm -hmm. I was just sitting here thinking, it's something that I've learned to do in my life is just embrace myself mm -hmm. right where I am. Yes. Wherever we are on the journey, he's brought us here. He's yes. orchestrated it all. All of the events of our lives that have led up to this moment. Yeah. 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 We don't need to resist who we are and how God made us. Mm -hmm. Aside from the, you know, the natural, he's always refining us. We're on the potter's wheel, right? So we're going to feel his hands pressing in on areas of our lives that he wants to bring growth to. But in terms of like our core personality and who we are, how we see things, our quirkiness, idiosyncrasies, what have you, like, it just embrace who you are and God's perfect design in making you this unique, one of a kind, maybe odd. I know I'm odd, you know, yeah, me vessel, too. right? <laughs> I think if we all would just embrace, we're all a little odd, right? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to hide that, mm -hmm. but we don't need to because there's so much joy and just embracing God's design. Why he's the potter. He designed us. Why did he design me this way? I'll experience way less stress, mm -hmm. way less overwhelm, way less anxiety, depression, worry, what have you, when I just let go and like you said just kind of sit in who I am, you know, who he made me to be and go, yeah, it's got to be for something. For you. <laughs> So I figure he's smart enough to do what he wants to do, right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Just was reminded of this story the other day and it was when God was really initially nudging me to start just talking to people out on the go, you know, at the grocery store or mm -hmm. walking down the street or just anywhere, strangers, you know, and encourage them as I was led by the Holy Spirit and offer them a word of encouragement, whatever the Lord would share. And anyway, so this was the very beginning and I'm at the grocery store, I'm checking out and the Lord is saying, you need to tell this person that's begging your groceries, you know, tell her this. And he gave me something to share with her. And I like froze. I go, but I don't even know if she's dealing with that. What? I don't know. I don't know her. And he said to me, he said, Chrissy, don't you think that I know her a lot better than you know her. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. And he said, in fact, I know her better than she even knows herself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you just tell her. And I went, oh, it's a very good point, Lord. Thank you. And I told her <laughs> it brought tears to her eyes, of course, as God does, you know, brought tears to her eyes and it brought encouragement and she hugged me and it was just what she needed. Mm -hmm. Yes, God, his ways are perfect and he knows what he's doing. I love that so much. I love that. Well, you have such a passion for helping women just embrace who they are and what they're called to be. Let's pick another section out of your book. Is is there one in particular that's burning on your heart? Yeah, let me look. Ooh. Yeah. I, I might have just got one. 
Ooh, I think yeah, I mean, so let me just read some chapter titles yeah. and you tell me which one you got. Okay. This is what I tried to do. See, I want to expose the inner dialogue mm-hmm. because my heart is passionate about the silent sufferers. Let me just cut right yeah. to the chase there. We suffer in silence too often and we have these mindsets. That's what each chapter title is a mindset derived from a lie of the enemy that we believe and it becomes now our mindset, our lens for seeing the world, which constructs these walls, walls of shame, walls of regret, walls of doubt, walls of insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to read some of these chapter titles. That you tell me what was on your heart. There's something wrong with me, mm-hmm. right? Someone else can do it better. Mm-hmm. I'm so afraid, but I might fail. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm not good at saying no. I'm all alone but I'm not perfect. If I don't mull over every detail, something will get missed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Perfectionism is the wall we talk about in there. And then, of course, we end with I'm free. I'm moving forward and say hello to all God has for you. So which one of those jumped out to you? (laughs) I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Ah, yes. The wall of people pleasing. Mm, Let's do that. Let's get at that. (laughs) The wall of people pleasing. I think I opened this chapter with saying, hi, my name is Chrissy Nelson, and I am a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) Because that's also rooted in fear. So that's in part two of my book, which is on fear. Uh, Fear of man, you know, fear of ruffling feathers, of saying the wrong thing, of doing the wrong thing, of being the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. We just get so in our head that we then become this shell of ourselves and our whole life is revolved around what others think, mm-hmm. uh, getting in the way. Hey, have you ever thought, I don't want to get in the way mm-hmm. or heard the say, the phrase in your mind or from someone, you're just too much. You're too much, mm-hmm. you know, talking about not being enough. Well, some of us have dealt with and I teeter between both. <laughs> I'm either not enough or I'm too much. My goodness. Is there any peace? Yes, there's peace in Jesus. So yeah, this is about people pleasing. And let me see, I talked about, let's see, the trap. And the trap is that I'm in the way. This really, you know, started in my life at a young age where for some reason, I'm an only child and not for some reason, I'm an only child, but that was a comma. I'm an only child, (laughs) but uh, I'm an only child. And for whatever reason, I started to get this sensation of being in the way. My parents had divorced when I was a young age. And so there became a blended family dynamic. And I just didn't want to get in the way of my new stepmom and, you know, other family members there because I didn't want to disrupt anything. I didn't want to mess anything up. You know, this can originate from a number of different sort of even traumatic events in our lives, experiences that we've had, but it becomes a kind of a staple way of living where everything is revolved around what other people are going to think and making sure everybody else is happy. Mm -hmm. What happens when we do that? Well, we become that shell of ourselves where we're no longer even do anything that would make us happy. Right. You know, we then call that selfishness. Selfishness is me doing something for myself, which is not, but we buy into that. Mm -hmm. And it, all that produces is stress, anxiety, overwhelm, worry, fear. We're in a prison behind the bars of our own worry in self-doubt and self-loathing, right? I mean, it's just this spiral that we get into, but Jesus has freedom. So anybody dealing with people-pleasing, I don't have to convince you anymore of what this wall is. It's a big deal. The truth is Jesus has freedom for you. 
Jesus made you. You're not here to please people. You are here to please your heavenly father. And what does God want you to do? He wants you taking simple steps of obedience. He wants you laying your life down at his feet, worshiping him, loving him, embracing who you are in him, discovering that. Who am I, Lord? Who do you say I am? You know, what is your design for me? And when we focus on God and fearing God over fearing man, that wall of people pleasing begins to crack (laughs) and it begins to lose its structure. And before we know it, as we're focused so much on just Jesus, that wall has crumbled to the ground and we feel a sense of peace and ease and moving forward. So absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I know that men can potentially struggle with this as well, but I think that this, I don't know, I've just noticed that a lot of women really struggle with this because a lot of us are caretakers. A lot of us have that kind, compassionate heart. And it's something that, you know, I've struggled with in my own life and even in ministry. But if you look at the way that Jesus ministered and the way that he walked on this earth, he was constantly ruffling feathers and he still is. Yes, absolutely. And let's call this wall what it is. It's a distraction. The enemy uses this people-pleasing wall Mm -hmm. to distract us from hearing what God wants. Mm -hmm. God, what do you say? What do you want? Because what God wants isn't always going to line up with being pleasing to the person that maybe we're afraid of, you know, ruffling the feathers with. God may say, you need to confront them. You need to speak the truth and love to them, right? Yeah. So in, let me give a little more context to that. What if that person is dealing with addiction? Just say it's like a smoking addiction, okay? I'm not going to go too far and too deep with that. And they're our best friend and we see that that's killing them, right? Mm-hmm. And God is saying, I want you to speak to them about their value and their worth and who they are in me and that I love them and I want to break that off of them and I mm-hmm. have freedom for them. If we're too worried about ruffling their feathers, then we ruffle God's feathers, right? We then put ourselves in the position of disobedience and disobeying the Lord. So mm-hmm. the two won't always line up. God, yep. Like you said, Jesus ruffled feathers. So our goal and our focus is to listen. Jesus said, I only do what my father does. I only say what he says, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've got to turn our ear to the Lord because God wants to bring Hope, healing, freedom, deliverance to those that are captive, those that are blind, those that are lost, right? And that will ruffle feathers sometimes, but we got to see it as of the flesh, right? Mm -hmm. If I ruffle the feathers of pride, good, good. If I have pride, I want somebody to come ruffle my feathers, you know, (laughs) because I want that to fall off. Our flesh has to, we die daily. And sometimes we're the catalyst for that in people's lives that we love. And we say no, you know, when they want us to say yes, we say no. We put up boundaries. Like if I say yes to you, then I'm saying no to my kids, basically. That's where I journey with it. So bottom line is that the enemy loves to use that one as a distraction to us to get our ear turned away from what God is saying and has for us and only focus on that fear of man and ruffling feathers. Mm-hmm. And I love how you put it, that if we agree with that, if we live within those walls, then we become just a shell of who we're created to be. And I know each and every one of us have felt that discontentment, you know, that 
I don't want to live like this, that we're so quiet about what we want, that we don't live, we're so out of touch with our heart, what God's asked us to do and what makes us feel alive because we don't want to ruffle any feathers, you know? Mm -hmm. I've just found in my own life that that is a much more painful place to be mm -hmm. than to be out actually doing what God's asked me to do, you know? Yeah. And and the goal, we will never please all the people all the time. Yeah. That's an absolutely inattainable goal. But that fear and that mindset of not wanting to ruffle any feathers would tell us that we then have the control to, try, you know, we can please all the people all the time. And that's a lie. It's not even realistic. It's not attainable. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad always says, as a psychologist, he says the best we can ever hope for, and I put this in the book too, is most, most, you know, most of the people most of the time, but even that's a high goal. So yeah. really our focus should be on whether or not we can please people anyway. It just needs to be on doing the right thing. We don't worry about outcomes. Focus on what is the right thing here, listening to the Lord. Let God be in charge of the outcome. We get to let go of that. We get to live free and peaceful. The outcomes are the Lord's. You know, our Absolutely. job is doing what's right, doing what God says. Absolutely. And if we live our lives trying to keep from offending people, we rob them of that opportunity to then take that offense and take it to God and allow yep. God to use it to change them. And so really good. sometimes offense is a gift. And that really set me free. Wow. That's yeah. really good, Christina. Yes. Because yeah, it really you just, is. You just can't live your life like that. You know, we mm -hmm. started this conversation. We were talking about a well-known minister that we both love and how she ministers under the power of the Holy Spirit and how it offends people. And we were talking about how we would rather have the power of the Holy Spirit and see changed lives than to have mm -hmm. any other XYZ formula that produces no fruit. Right. Yeah. Right. Because the bottom line is people are hurting. People yes. are hurting. And you might be listening today and you're one of those people that are hurting the lifeline of hope to you is that Jesus loves you, just mm -hmm. Jesus. He loves you with an everlasting love. There is nothing that you can do that would cause him, think about this, to love you any less. His love for you is unchangeable. The Bible says that what can separate us from the love of God, neither height nor depth nor principalities, it says nothing has the power to separate us from his love. God loves us. And so we can fall back into that love like an armchair of hope and comfort and peace and joy and just rest, rest mm -hmm. in him. Take a deep breath, breathe in his love and exhale all of that stress, that worry, that performance, that anxiety. We can let it go. You can really let it go and breathe in the hope of Christ and the love of God today. Amen. 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 Well, I was going to say, is there anything burning on your heart? But I think you just said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's a, a lifeline of hope. That's a word for somebody uh, is that God has throwing out a lifeline of hope for someone. You amen. might feel like you're drowning. You might feel like you can't get your head above water. Mm -hmm. You can't get up air. Jesus is throwing out a lifeline of hope. You just reach up your hand, grab on, let him do the heavy lifting. Let him pull you to himself and speak into your life who he says you are. You are highly valued, beautiful, and chosen by God. Mm, amen.
Amen. Amen. Will you pray for our listeners today? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Oof. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we adore you. We worship you. We lift our eyes up to the hills where our help comes from today. Lord, I just see you lifting up the faces of those dealing with shame that would weigh them down, dealing with heaviness from the weight of the world, the worry that they carry. Lord, I see you lifting their heads up, saying, arise and shine. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord is on you. Thank you, Jesus, for the work that you do. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that you are touching hearts and bringing transformation to people today, real transformation. Hope is being restored. Faith is being restored. Confidence is being restored. Lord, I thank you that you are wrapping your arms around your people right now as they are listening. I just see you just kind of nestling in, those of you listening right now, and the Lord is wrapping his arms around you and he's squeezing you tight, bringing you perfect peace. Yes, Lord. Perfect peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Father, do that now. Blanket your people in your perfect peace, that the weight of the world fall off their shoulders, that you are giving them garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that spirit of heaviness leaving them right now in the name of Jesus. Joy, peace, hope being restored. We thank you. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Chrissy. That was amazing. I know it's going to help so many people out there. Thank you for being with me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for what you are doing to advance God's kingdom and spread the hope and joy of Jesus to all the world. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira or wherever you get your podcasts. There you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Chrissy Nelson. And don't forget to pick up a copy of her new book, Say Goodbye to What Holds You Back. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.